At the center of the universe, at the border between the light and the dark, stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come to power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. and welcome to episode 37 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Classic Toys, Origins, Minis, Mega Constructs, Imaginext, anything and everything you can think of with that Mattel logo, that He-Man, She-Ra, and today, anything that was at PowerCon. I'm Matthew Dooch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing tonight? I'm all right. I kind of was wishing that I was at PowerCon this year. You were. But I was, but when you're virtual, it's just, eh, you know. But at the same time, I felt more a part of it this year than I had in previous years. So that's pretty darn cool. Because the original plans didn't work. (laughs) Thank you, 2020. <laughs> yeah. we, are, we are ready for 2020 to be over. Uh, and, yes. But yes, we uh, unfortunately could not be at PowerCon this year. No one could be uh, physically. But luckily, Val and Mattel were kind enough to put on a virtual PowerCon for us. Yes. Big thank you. Big shout out to both. Val and everybody who worked on the uh, virtual PowerCon. I know uh, Pixel Dan, uh, Daniel Galerter, and everybody that the uh, yeah. it, um, Daniel, Daniel Benedict, Benedict even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. he was he was working with uh, Val on his opening. Uh, it was Friday night and all that stuff. But uh, that was really cool that we got to have like a front and center view into PowerCon this year, and it made I I know for a lot of people. We all felt like we were there and we felt like, wow, we need a weekend because that was a lot. We had a lot to take in this past weekend. It was. We actually were kind of hung over on Monday morning going, all oh, that just happened. Holy. <laughs> so, yeah, and, that was and, pretty fun. And actually, not, not to dwell too much on the negative, but uh, I actually think it might have been in ways a little more exhausting because we weren't able – to go to California and be at a hotel and be immersed. I don't know about you, but uh, for me, it was like fitting these panels in while life was going on, you know? So, Oh, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say the least. Basically, uh, Sunday night, I, I said to my wife, I'm going down to the basement and watching the last two panels. This is my time now. And I just went down there. And my son still came in and yep. out. He wanted to see what I was doing. Sure. And it's like yep, any time exactly. that I had something going on, the kids wanted to get their noses into it, and that was fine. 
but then there was a level of, okay, now you're distracted and you're making a ton of noise and I yeah. really want to listen to what they're saying because this is cool. Right. So it exactly. was. We lo- it, it we was love like I'm our torn. families. We love our families, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was a little bit of that. You know, I mean, that the Saturday panels because I had planned to be off by that first panel on Saturday, and the truck came in late, and so I was there. So I'm in the back room, breaking down the load with my headphones on because I'm on the, in the back room, and I'm listening to them. And then if they said something like oh, look at this, and I'd, like, hurry over to my phone and be like, look at what, and then go back to breaking down the load, you know, so. Um, that's commitment. Yes. Well, it was, the only, it was the only way. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, uh, hopefully they will release the panels here on YouTube or wherever, but, you know, there was definitely no immediate replay uh, available, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it it was fun though. But it, in a way, I it, it almost seems like it would have been less exhausting to actually like travel cross country at a point. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have gotten a concentrated dose basically. Yes. And on top of that, I mean, the the thing for me uh, that I'm hoping is the case for next year, especially, is just being able to get out there and just interact with a lot of the people that you're interacting with online all the time. And I know uh, PowerCon in particular, it's always touted as this is like a family affair. And if, you know, like I, I wasn't in the fandom as hardcore as some people. Uh, I mean, you were definitely more hardcore than I was for certain periods of, of especially with classics and everything else. But, uh, you know, I feel like I am a bit more of the fandom and I'm a bit more entrenched with some of these people at this point. And now I'm like, well, it'd be really nice to be able to shake their hand or give them a hug or just say, hey, you know, I really appreciated your work or I really appreciate this or whatever. So next year, it's it's a fun like we got our toe in the water. Next year is going to be just jump right in, get in over your head, enjoy the heck out of it, you know. And and I will say one of the things that I felt was missed this year, um, and Val did say they'd be back last year, is more the fan panels. Um, oh, he had a term for them I'd never heard anywhere before. Oh, legacy. That's what he called. He called them legacy panels. Um, where, you know, you get some of the old filmation writers or the voice actors or, you know, mm-hmm. looking at the stuff. Because... Cause that's the one thing about this weekend. It was all the current stuff. Like the, the most outdate thing they talked about was the masters of the multiverse, which we'll get to in a minute here. And that led into something else. But basically this was all the panels were all about Mattel. What currently Mattel is offering basically. So there yeah. wasn't any sort of like filmation panel or Mike Young productions or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I assume that was just time constraints. I mean, they only had a few months to get this all together, and they'd never done anything like it before. So, I mean, just kudos to them. Um, They used Zoom for it, and I know with my kids' schooling that also switched to Zoom late last year in March, you know, to finish off the school year. That platform was a mess. Like, it was stalling all the time. It was freezing up, and that's with a class of, like, 20 kids. Um, and I know at the one panel, Val said that they had close to 700 viewers on there, just on yeah. the introduction panel. So whatever they did behind the scenes, however they were running it, 
they did an amazing job because I, I didn't have hardly any technical issues. And, I mean, it was crisp, it was clear, and it was a good time. So, mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, one quick thing is uh, I know um, earlier, uh, either late last year or early this year with a lot of the Roast Google podcasts, mm-hmm. he said that, you know, Mattel is definitely taking more of an active role in PowerCon. And this year we could see that definitely. You can tell, you know, Mattel was through it, all the weekend pretty much. It was Mattel's it, PowerCon. It, 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 this was, yeah. this was all yeah. the Mattel part of it. That's what I'm saying. All mm-hmm. that other, that other side was all missing this year, which I assume yeah. was just a constraint of the time. But I think that was a good thing because like, like we said, you know, we were hung over on Monday morning <laughs> We were exhausted because, if anything, this PowerCon really showed Mattel has finally said, holy crap, we should be doing something with this. Yeah. So this is the PowerCon where they finally said, let's do it, and man, are they doing it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that's nice. And I, I also want to say really quick, uh, you know, they I know Val has been doing PowerCon for many years leading up to this one. And Mattel now taking efforts to be more of part of it. It's like the fact that it's gone this long without Mattel being like first and foremost, the way that they, they are a lot more this year is amazing to me that it's gone that long. And it's, I know it took a year off here or there, but it's like, man, that, that just shows you the actual passion the fans have for this, that they want to get together for this once a year. And, be able to commune with everybody and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, it, it, Matt, we do have the power. Masters, yes. you know, Masters Finn, we have the power. We've made it this far, you know. Yeah. And I, I, again, I wasn't a part of the community as much as I am now, and I'm not leaving it anytime soon at this point because I've enjoyed it. But, you know, that's amazing for me to just look at and go, man, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's then- been this long and it's still going strong now. And those years it took off was actually, that was the most unfortunate thing because I was looking forward to that year it took off because that was when Val was trying to uh, flip-flop. He was trying to do West Coast one year, East Coast the next year, then back to West Coast and kind of flip-flop it across the country. Um, And that's what forced it to take the year off as he tried to get it going in New York and it just Mm -hmm. fell apart, which was really disappointing to me because I was so excited when it got announced. I'm like, New York, like... That's like, uh, depending on where, it's like an eight to ten hour drive. Like, I can get there in like a day. <laughs> like, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think I think you're not, you know, too far away from it if I'm getting my geography right. Like, I'm about three to four hours away. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a day trip, really, if you yep. wanted to make it, you know. Depending um, where it, it is, and then there's the, oh, dear yeah. God, how do I how do I navigate a city when I'm living in the middle of central Pennsylvania? Yes. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying, but does compa- not compute compared to trekking to California. No, no, no. You I, know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've done New York already. So I understand how that would work and it, it would have been fine, but Chicago, yeah, like, it Chicago would, be would have been perfect. I was pushing for Chicago. Cause that's, that's literally like an hour and a half. So I, I could be there in no time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, and I think that speaks a lot, and I hope – I don't want to get too negative, but I hope that Val and company, who, you know, MV Creations run it 
it's nice to see Mattel involved, but I also wouldn't like to see it be a regular thing where it's like all the Mattel show. You know, don't become too corporate. Just throwing that out there. Um, because I, I think the fans are what makes up a good lot of, of the popular. We kept it alive, and uh, I think it'd be a disservice to go, to go completely corporate. But I have nothing to do with it, so. Um, one other negative thing I want to get out of the way real quick, and then we'll get to the good stuff. You're like Eeyore tonight, man. Uh, <laughs> it's because I have so much good things to say, honestly, um, that I want to get off. But I also feel like we have to talk about this because I know this is something that we talked about over the weekend that was frustrating to both of us. Um, and that that simply was the Grayskull Treasure Room. Uh, that That program... Uh, DVD menu, whatever you want to call it. Like, so the Grayskull Treasure Room was a virtual room you could go in. You could click left and right and up and down and click around on objects in there and it would show you different things, you know. So, but it was just, I, I love the idea, you know, and we were all, we were all sworn to secrecy on Val's Open Eggs. Like, look, Enjoy the Grayskull Treasure Room, but don't don't post any pictures from there, any spoilers or anything until, you know, the weekend's passed and it's gone. You know, then feel yeah. free. So right there, number one, my expectations were like, okay, there's some reveal in this treasure room. Like, they're, they've put something in there that's like, you know, either a new figure or a new or uh, a previously unreleased design or something, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you did you feel the same way after that opening night? Um I, I sort of I didn't know what to expect but I thought they'd maybe give you a reveal of like the next wave of figures eventually and he was saying they weren't going to do anything throughout the weekend to add to it it was right. everything was Everything's just there, there starting start. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to expect but I was like all right I'm going to give it a shot at least Absolutely. And, you know have it take a little bit of time. And, and basically, it was, well, number one, it loaded incredibly slow um, for me. Uh, I think it took about a, a 20 minutes to load up on my laptop and probably a good five to ten minutes on my phone. So the phone loaded faster, which doesn't even make sense, but then it was, it was also clunkier to navigate around on the, on the phone. Uh, but basically, you'd scroll around and click on the weapons, and it show you like it showed you a picture of the minis, and then it show or it showed you a picture of uh, uh, one of the power. Co- it, it had a link to a YouTube video for one of the PowerCon panels from last year, but it was basically like one of the old BCI DVD menus where like you could go and click on stuff, and that's exactly what it reminded uh, me of was one of those old DVD menus where it had, like, little bits of animation stuff, and you could click and find the hidden buttons. Um, pretty neat concept, but for me, it was very clunky. It was very hard to use. So I don't know if they only test on, like, high-end machines, but they uh, it should have ran... They should have tested a little bit more, in my opinion, had it run a little smoother. Is that fair to say that's your uh, experience as well? Well, I couldn't even get it to load on my phone, and I was using the browsers that they suggested because I have an iPhone, and 
uh, I was using Chrome. I couldn't yep. get it to work, and it kept saying that I was kicked off the internet. And I'm like, there's no reason I should be. So then I went to my desktop, yep. and I use that every day for my work. And that loaded okay, but it was slow. And there were points where I'm sitting there going, did it load? Because it was a big black screen, but then yeah. I would hear noises. Mm-hmm. And there's sound effects, and I'm like, okay, something's happening. And then finally, it's revealed. I... I like I felt the same way. It, it felt like a DVD menu of sorts, which for me was like, ah, eh, all right. It, it, it wasn't like wowing me, but I think, you know, when I clicked on certain things, and it's like, okay, you hear a jingle yes. of like, you know, okay, there's a jingling of the coins because there's tons of coins all over the place in this room, and then there's weaponry. You click on the weaponry, you hear the jingle of the coins, and then something pops up or whatever, Very either picture way. or videos or whatever on mine it wasn't as slow i will say that um i'm i'm working with a a, my computer i bought probably like four years ago um and i i i loaded it as best as i could with ram and everything else but it was still slowish on my system even um but for me i i think my first off there, there were coins that were white and yellow yes. that stood out from the other coins that made me go, well, what's this? And I kept clicking and nothing yeah. was happening on those. So I was confused at the navigation of, well, are those supposed to mean something or are they just there? Because it felt weird that they didn't fit into the background. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the biggest complaint that I had about that uh, section of the weekend was literally – like a day or two before PowerCon started, mm-hmm. I saw half of the stuff that would have surprised me on Facebook because yeah. there were people posting it. Like they revealed, here's the, well, yeah, the Mattel, uh, box Mattel was posting it. all that. So it's yeah. like, okay, that wasn't a surprise and it could have been a surprise. That would have been a nice thing right. to see and go, that's how the, the PowerCon packaging exclusive is going to look. And this right. is the artwork of it. The the only things that I saw where I was like, that's kind of cool, was they showed the box art for the figures for Origins. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see, here is the full shot of the Battle Cat packaging. Yes. Here is the full shot of uh, the, the back of the cards with no writing on them. So mm-hmm. He-Man, Beast Man, and everybody else. That was probably the only thing I took from it as, okay, that was fun. Because I'm an artist, I like yeah. to see artwork and see, you know... The, the packaging designs and stuff like that, but um, there really wasn't much in the treasure room to make me go, oh, here's something that's really, like, here's a deep secret kind of thing they're, they're revealing in here. Yeah. It, it felt more like all of this stuff is stuff that I've known for about a year, and leading up to PowerCon, I saw that two days ago. Right. So, you know, like, I, there was this, well, everything was already answered before I even went in there. And that seemed really odd, especially yes. the packaging reveals, because how is it I saw Axel Jimenez post that on Facebook like Thursday night and yeah. then Saturday morning I'm looking at it in the treasure room going, I really wish he didn't post that because that would have been at least a surprise then to go yeah. in here. Well, Mattel posted at first. That's the thing. Mattel posted and then that allowed Axel to finally post his. Well, um, and, and I understand, but that's how I found yeah, it was but that's, through him posting that. And I'm like... Well, why did they even bother doing that right then? Right. Because, you know. And that's my number so. one. That was my number one point there. It's like, the only thing in there that I had not seen before was 
the they did show the full packaging for the Shira the the PowerCon exclusive. You know, yeah. before they had just shown the the small shot of just Shira, they showed the full thing. That was the only thing in that room that I had not seen before that day. And it's like so basically I like the concept. I hope that's something they'll revisit in the future, but number 1 Test that thing on some lower schematic uh, computers or, you know, mobile or something. Like, find a way to bring that down so it's not completely just tying up all your resources and loading really slow. And put something worthwhile in it. Like, just just one thing, you know. And it was kind of the same thing as with you. It's like, it's a, if you scrolled all the way up to the ceiling, you saw the dungeon grate, like the Grayskull dungeon grate. And but it did nothing. It had some little animation stuff, but there was nothing hidden there. Same thing if you scrolled mm-hmm. all the way down to the floor, you saw the coat of arms that's on the outside of the jaw bridge. But again, it did nothing. Same as those weird colored coins. It was like so basically you were doing the whole thing like you're looking for a DVD Easter egg where you're going like starting at one corner and click 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 and just going along the whole screen just trying to click somewhere and see if anything happens. Yeah. Um so, well, yeah. and the other thing, uh, the other thing I'll say is, after PowerCon, mm-hmm. I don't it, it, like us talking about this. Is going, oh yeah, that happened that weekend. Yeah, it isn't something I've heard anybody mentioning in any groups since PowerCon. There's a part of me that's a little sad because of that, because yeah, it was something that they were trying to oh keep it secret and all that stuff. Like Val was saying, but yeah. if you have nothing to offer up in a way of something that's going to be yeah. worth somebody going, oh, crap, I can't talk about this until, you know, Sunday evening or whatever, yeah. depending where you are. It's like, you know, I really, like, when when you and I, we were on the, like, we were messaging, <laughs> and I just kind of was like, well, that happened, but I didn't yeah. really see much that really blew my hair back, and it granted, I don't have any to do that with anymore, but you know what I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, it is what it is, and yeah. And the concept, yeah. I mean, it would. It, the other thing too is maybe they could have had it where if you traveled through it and saw all the various things, maybe that would have added up to okay, you spent this much time in here. Here's this boom. Here's this reveal. And even if you've seen all the stuff to that point, then this reveal would have been like, here's this, and maybe give you a hint at something that would be touched on in the panels later, and then it would have blown your mind. And maybe. Maybe Mattel thought that was enough to do that, but no, it, it wasn't quite right. hitting on those levels. Right. So. And that's why I wanted to bring it up here. I wanted to let it be known, because no one is talking about it. No one said a thing. Past 12 o'clock Saturday, Pacific time, when that thing opened up, you know, no one has talked about it. And I'm sure that's why, because there was nothing to talk about in there. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to put it out there. Love the concept, but the execution was very lacking. So I, I hope that's something that they'll revisit next year and try and get it a little bit, a little more impactful. So, um, so from there, uh, Sean, what do you want to talk about first? Um, the thing I want to talk about first, we agreed we're not talking about first. So that's I last. am easy. I know, and that's why I'm like, okay, I'm easy uh, either way. I mean, I know we had the little people uh, panel. Boom. Let's do it. Let's just go there. Yeah, let's do it. Imaginex and Little People are now getting Masters of the Universe versions uh, of figures for both lines. Yeah, the Little 
the little people I'm told are shipping now ish. Um, and okay. it starts with the four pack that we have there: He Man, Skeletor, Beast Man, and Man at Arms. And from what I hear, there's gonna be more after this, from the way they made it sound. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're cute. They're cute. They're, you know, it's like. It, this this is one of those things where I, I think my my three year old son he'll be four in a couple of weeks so you know he would have probably seen this in the store and probably pointed out and gotten excited but then he would still want to go downstairs and play with my classics right. you know well that's it, it my, it's just you know <laughs> my kids are past this stage like the little people stage that was that's you know that's infant to you know two maybe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it, they look nice ish and it's mm-hmm. a neat package, but yeah, other than that, I really just don't have much to say on it. So, um, and, and uh, Imagine X, those are going to be big guys. Yeah, they're this new XL line, which is a really odd way to start this because people have been asking for years for Imagine X, um, the regular, you know, what about. Two inches, three inches. Two um, inches, I think, tops, yeah. Yeah, with all the vehicles and play sets, and it's like... And Mattel owns it. Mattel owns Fisher-Price. Mattel owns Imagine X. So it makes no sense why we haven't seen any of this over the years. Um, yeah. But they're finally doing it, but they're starting off with these 10-inch guys. Um, which, you know, again, that doesn't really... like. You know, my kids have a ton of Imagine X. I've got Toy Story. I've got Batman. There's some Power Rangers, you know. Um, and I know, especially my younger boy would be going bananas if, if this was to fit in with all his other guys. But mm-hmm. they're starting with these 10 inchers. And, excuse me, um, they're, they're a decent price point. They're $9.99 for a 10-inch figure. Uh what kills it for me is they decide not to include any weapons for these guys. And it's like, I mean, I get it for the little guys, the two inchers, because you're having a choking hazard because their demographic, they says like three to six. Um, but man, for these 10 inchers, they should have, they should have come with a weapon. You know, you can't tell mm-hmm. me that a single piece of molded plastic uh, would have really killed that price point, you know? It's like He-Man mm-hmm. with a power sword, Skeletor with a havoc staff, and Beastman with a whip. You know, mm-hmm. done. But uh, yeah, yeah. I honestly, I haven't even been into that line too much. I see them when I'm out, and it's yeah. like you know, I I am impressed by what they've done when I see them. And and there's been so much of that line where I'm like, yeah, it, it, like Masters would fit into this so seamlessly. Um, that it's ridiculous. And yeah, the, the idea of the big ones, I don't get, I didn't even know they had giant ones until I want to say it was just last week at Walmart. I was walking down a different aisle for toys with my kids and I'm like, Oh, Optimus prime. Hello. You know, (laughs) there's these big ones. I had no idea. Imagine X did. And, um, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, why would they have Optimus prime? Because that's freaking Hasbro. I was letting you finish your sentence, and then I was going to question you on it. I think you're thinking I don't know. of uh, I, I think you're thinking, thinking of the rescue, else, the rescue bots. 
I don't know. I, I just, I, like I said, my, my interest is not in either of these lines yeah. because of who I am as a collector. But yeah, the idea of the big ones to me is just like, that should be something that you're, it's, it, it almost reminds me of, in a really weird way, it reminds me of NECA when they put out the, uh, the, the uh, quarter scale Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And then they brought out the, the six inch figures later mm-hmm. on and all that stuff. I don't know if they're, if they're testing the water at that price point to see yeah. if it, you know, the people are there and then they're going to bring out the full scale of everything else to fit in with everything later on or what I don't, some of these decisions I'm still a little confused on, but I'm also not working for Mattel. So I don't know. Right. Um, no, and they did, but, yeah. they did make it seem during the panel that they are going to do the little figures, the regular size figures too. They're just starting mm-hmm. these. Which I think is a little backwards, but you know, what do I know? Mm-hmm. I'm not in the industry. Um, one one quick thing I want to point out here, though, is how they've kind of tweaked He Man's harness and his uh, chest symbol, where it's not quite the Iron Cross ish anymore. It's a little more uh, disconnected, uh, where it's a circle and then four. Uh, shapes but there there's space in between so they're not connected anymore i'm wondering if this is something that we're going to see going forward here um is this because that's a unique symbol that hasn't shown up anywhere else i wonder if this is what mattel is going to transition to to try and get away from the alleged uh, iron cross association it's possible i mean it, I, I like uh i know uh there was an episode of Rose Google where they talked about it in depth about, you know, rebranding He-Man basically and how would he fit into our era right now. And, you know, there is a huge push of, well, the Iron Cross or the mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I, I call it the Iron Cross just because that's the easiest way of, you know, yeah. thinking about it. But for other people, you know, there's different terms yep. they use for the symbol and, you know, it's like you can take a symbol and have it apply to something else, and it, it it's it, its meaning is completely different. But then I think there is a feeling that Mattel now having the investment back in the brand is probably going to go, well, we need to have this symbol now be this trademarked, this is He-Man symbol, kind of like the Superman S or yes. the Bat logo for Batman. So I think they are making the attempt to go, well, this is now He-Man's. This isn't necessarily an earthly symbol, you know, Um, and that's up to them. They're they're a corporate entity. They can do what they want with the brand and all that. But, you know, it's like, okay, let's see what they're going to throw at us that it's going to be the one that sticks because we have now, like you said, this, we had 2000X having their different version of it. There's going to be a new version on that uh, CGI He-Man and the Masters of the Universe coming out. So it's going to be all over the place. <laughs> well, and that's what I was wondering because I remember the conversation when that when that CGI teaser image came out. People were talking about how the chest harness looked a little different and the symbol looked a little different. That's what I was getting at. I wonder if this is like a sneak peek. I wonder if they were actually working off something to come up with this design or if that was just something they came up with out of left field. I I have a I have thoughts, but I'm not really gonna get into it too deep because <laughs> I honestly I the, the most that I noticed on on the He-Man figure here 
was yeah. it was like his armor now is raised and yeah. that part is now inset into the armor a little differently. Right. And that was the part that grabbed me more than the cross uh, symbol itself. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, because I've seen fan art where they do that. I'm like, right. Oh, all right, they're doing it a little different this time around. So Yeah, they did tweak it a little bit. So um, we'll see. That's yeah. a Fisher Price. Uh, let's see here. That was some books. What do you think about books, Sean? <laughs> oh, that's the foundation of what we're doing. That's yes. one of them, at least. So the stories and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is a panel I actually did not get to see. So yeah. fill me in on anything that you want to fill me in on here, Matt. I mean, it's basic. It's basically just what what we've already known. So you got the toys of He Man and the Masters of the Universe book coming out from Dark Horse. Um, Contrary to earlier reports, it is actually, I can't remember the exact date, but it'll be releasing in February of 2021. Uh, it's up for pre-order now at Amazon, uh, Barnes & Nobles, any place that books are sold. Um, soon, and they still could not give a concrete date, which irks me, Uh but soon they will be announcing the exclusive pre-order through PowerCon, where if you order the toys of He-Man, you will get the Character Guide and World Compendium Supplement Volume 1 as a bundle deal. You can get them both together. Um, and mm-hmm. that's this is the one that Danielle and uh, a ton of other people uh, put it together again here um, to kind of get some of the stuff that's come out uh, since the uh, the first uh, Character Guide and World Compendium, and also I've been told to get some new uh, categories in here, which, just looking at the bottom of this cover art here, um, so that first picture, I think, is from the Kids Stuff books. The second picture is... Uh, it, I think it's actually from Tappers of Grayskull, She-Ra, unfortunately. Uh, the third picture I know is from a coloring book. I'm not sure where the other she is from, but that last He-Man there is from the Atari video game. So it looks like we're getting some coloring books, some video games, uh, which the, the, none of the games were in that first one. Um so yeah, so not only, and I, I'm sure it'll include like all the classics, bios and stuff that have come out since then. Um, uh, it's just, it's going to be a good time. And this is what I'm holding out for. This is what's getting me to buy the toy guide. I'd probably get the toy guide eventually, but knowing that the only way I can get this is to pre-order the toy guide, I'm going to be pre-ordering it. Um, and mm-hmm. they did release the price point. It's uh, $80 plus shipping. For the bundle, for the two books. So, you know, considering the the toy guide, I believe, is going for 60 by itself, regular retail. I mean, that's not bad. 20 bucks for this supplement, or, you know, since you're buying both, really, you can look at it as 40 40 You know, well, well within the regular range of uh, these Dark Horse books, and they are well worth the money. I'm really looking forward to these. Uh, I know on... I think it was on Friday when Val did the introduction for PowerCon. He actually 
said, you know, it's you can buy the book by itself without the supplement and that's fine. But if you buy the supplement and do the the bundle deal, that actually the proceeds of of that will end up, you know, it'll be offsetting having all the people that were involved and that would be, you know, aimed at them in that way. So you're basically helping the community in a sense uh, through buying the bundle. And, uh, but he, he was like, you could buy it however you want to, but yeah. just keep that in mind that it is going to go towards the people that, well, that did the supplement. Thanks for reminding me. Yes. Uh, so that this is how the people who did the supplement get paid. If this is from the proceeds of this bundle, if they, <laughs> if this bundle doesn't sell, they don't get paid. Um, which, and that's rough. Sell. That is rough. <laughs> that is, that is a heck of a deal. Um, so, you know, I can't wait. I'll be first in line whatever day this goes up to pre-order. Um, if, like I said, if you guys are interested at all, uh, get the bundle. I mean, it's it, this is the only way you're going to get this supplement. This will never be available as a solo release. It just They've already said it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. get it now while you can. I mean, look at, look at the Filmation Guide. That thing was in stock for probably a good two, three years. And now it's just gone, and you're paying upwards of a hundred bucks on eBay for a copy. So, you know these books. Once once Dark Horse has decided that they're done printing, they're done, and that's it. And they keep going up in value. So I highly suggest if you're interested, get it here, get it now, and help support all those wonderful people who put so much time and energy into it. Because that that first book. That almost killed some people, and <laughs> even though the yeah. second book is a fraction, I know you're still looking over 200 pages. I can't imagine how many man hours that is to get all that information, get it all sorted. You know, they were even talking about, like, especially in the, the compendium here, or um, like, they'd get done with a section, and then they'd realize that they forgot a character. And so then they had to go back through and basically reformat the whole thing to make it fit onto pages properly again because it's all alphabetical. So if you messed up and forgot one person, it's like, okay, now we have to redo all the entries that came after that to make sure they all line up with, you know, so you don't have three sentences going on to, you know, the, the next page and stuff like that. So this they, they, there's a lot of work put into it, a lot of love by a lot of fans, so... Uh, I highly suggest you guys check that out. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? No, what is it? Minis! Yeah. What do you think about minis, Sean? Were you on this panel? Uh, no, I wasn't on the panel. I actually, that was the first thing I've seen anything Masters related at my local Walmart. Yeah. And the ne- I saw it the one day and it was loaded and I I didn't have I know um, David Clark Mister No Sleeping and controls most of the collecting on the internet at this point he he had it like okay here are the the letters for yeah. what characters you'll Look get for H and, H is the chase <laughs> and I looked through it and I was like I, I don't have that in front of me I couldn't remember where it was quick enough when I when I was at that Walmart so I didn't end up getting any oh, and sure. I'm regretting it because I really wish I would have gotten a few just for the fun of it and to be honest I honestly fun. think 
the last time I was there, they only had a couple left, and I didn't have that thing in front of me again, and I think I had an H in my hand, and I didn't pick it up. Because yeah. I, I was like, I can't remember who H is, and I put it back. And that's the yeah. slime. H is a slime pit He-Man. That's the short one. There's only one of him in every case. So, um, Yep. A, I know this a, is my Charlie Brown life. This is how it works for me. A, a and B are <laughs> He-Man and Skeletor, and then I remember H, and I can't remember the rest of them. But, uh, and I've, I've got to make sure, these have not shown up at all at my local Walmart yet, unfortunately, because I want to get, I have all the characters that really released the first time. Um, but there's still out of that first wave, there's uh, Buzz Off, Jitsu, Slime Pit He-Man, and I think there's one more that wasn't released in the original ones. Um... And actually, even in that wave, it's uh, He-Man and Skeletor weren't released in that this scale. It was Battle Armor He-Man and Battle Armor Skeletor. Um, and He-Man and Skeletor in the original release were the San Diego exclusives, but they were uh, a bigger scale. They were going to make them bigger, and then they shrunk them down even more for the general release. So, um, But I probably won't pick those up, because fi- coming out of PowerCon here, we find out that they're going to do vehicles. Uh, and the first two vehicles they're doing is a Rotan with a Skeletor and Road Ripper with He-Man. And that made me so excited because Road Ripper gets no... That was one of my favorite vehicles as a kid. I played with it all the time, and it gets no love anymore. You know, no hmm. one ever talks about Road Ripper. So for, so for them to pull that out, like, here's the first vehicles we're doing. You know, that's mm-hmm. cool. And the, they got that awesome window packaging with great artwork. Um, it's nice to see all the artwork back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people where this is one of those, I pick it up just on a whim. It's like an impulse yeah. buy, basically. And it, like the other day, like I said, if I would have had those letters in front of me, I probably would have just gone through the thing and gone, okay, I at least need a He-Man and a Skeletor. And then if I would have known the chase figure being H, I've been like, yeah, grab that one too and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I actually from the originals, I bought a Scareglow off of somebody, and mm-hmm. he threw in the mini of Scareglow with my yeah. purchase. And so I've had him on my shelf, but I don't have any of the other ones. So it's like I feel like I'm kind of due to have a few of them lining the they're, shelves with the bigger ones, you know? And they're they're fun, and they're only five bucks. They're like, I mean, you can't beat that pricing for a little. And they're a good size figure. They're solid. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and then you get the the cool carrying case that they're doing now. So all this first wave comes in little gray skulls, and then the yeah. second wave is going to be Snake Mountain, and then as we find out here, the third wave is going to be a slime pit. Uh, and then the fourth wave is going to be Anti-Eternia, which I'm curious to see what they do with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, it'd be kind of cool to see a Castle Hell Skull like they did in the comic based on the fan art with like the beautiful like the angel face. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling they're going to cheap out and just do a gray skull painted red and black. You know, Probably, but <laughs> it's still... like that, that. That's such a creepy visage to me, just yeah. that whole thing that... It's like, yeah, I can just see that not going well with being on my shelf. <laughs> just be like, ugh. Yeah. But uh, that, stuff like that just gives me the creep. So you have something that looks innocent, and all of a sudden it turns evil. It's like, oh, yeah. heck with that. But um, yeah. but no, these are fun. There is a little bit of articulation to them, which makes them a little more interesting. And 
Um, I mean, to be honest, they're not as annoying, in my opinion, especially knowing those letters, as it yeah. is to do the, the original blind box yeah. from uh, Loyal Subjects when they came out, because, man, that was rough. No, so. exactly. And uh, we get to see Atila in this upcoming wave, first time she's been released. Uh, Anti-Eternia, He-Man, and Man-at-Arms. They're really pushing the Anti-Eternia. You'll get Battle Armor, He-Man, Skeletor again, Clawful again. Uh, Zodak, but he's painted a little different this time. He's got the white gloves like Filmation. Uh, so those guys are coming. They've got four packs coming with kind of like a kind of a playset. It's like a cardboard box that opens up and you got little like a uh, four area like play levels in there. Um, and they each come with an exclusive figure. The Snake Mountain multi-pack comes with a Red Beast Man. And the Grayskull multi-pack comes with a mini-comic uh, prototype toy color uh, Ram Man. Uh, and, then cool. and then I'm assuming these are going to be the chase figures here. They got a Slime-ified uh, Zodak and Buzz-Off coming up. So... Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm, I'm torn on those. I don't know what it is, but they're not quite grabbing me like like the uh, Slime Pit He-Man did, and I'm not quite sure why. Well, I, I don't know. Like Buzz-Off makes sense because they had him on the cover being slimed, and He-Man's trying to get to him and yeah, all that stuff. Masters of the Universe magazine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's kind of a nice nod to that, uh, that uh, artwork. But beyond that, it's like, you know, Zodak, I would never equate to being in the slime pit because he's a cosmic enforcer. You know, yeah. it's like he shouldn't even be near the the slime pit. Um, but if they made other ones that were that way, that are the, on Eternia, that makes more sense to me. But I don't yeah. know, like I, Loyal Subjects, uh, not not going on a, a crazy tangent, but Loyal Subjects has basically beaten the hell out of me for wanting to do anything <laughs> that's a chase because those guys... Those guys really did some stuff to make you just go, I don't need these in my life. Like, like chase figures, I'm saying. And yeah, like in my it, it, like if I got a slam pit, he meant awesome. It, you know, that's a good yeah. day. If I don't get them, I'm not going to worry about it at the same time because I just want the characters that I enjoy the most, really. But um, no, these these are fun. And I, I do plan to get a few of them. Like I said, it'd be nice to line my shells with here's the little version and here's the big guy you know <laughs> and it, it's just you know fun little nods like that so. oh no exactly yeah they're just fun i think i think it's the flatness which maybe it's just because they're prototypes but they don't look as slimy they look like just like they're green you know what i mean so. well they they have that translucency thing going on instead of looking like they're slime i mean that's what they did with slime pit uh, or Horde zombie He-Man yeah. for classics well, that, and all that. And I think that's it, though. Here they don't look translucent. Like, maybe once you get them in hand, they might. But here they don't. They just look like they have green paint on them. Yeah. I, think that's See, now, I think that's what's not grabbing me as much. Because I'm used to that translucent look, which is a neat look, which is what usually grabs yeah. me on this sort of thing. Yeah, looking at the image the the way you have it set up here, to me it looks a little translucent, but I guess that's the highlights of just the lighting on the figure or whatever. I, Buzz Off to me looks translucent with that, and I, I never looked yeah. at the photos online well enough to go, oh, that's not translucent, but yeah. But we'll see. But they're fun. Yeah. And they're and, yeah. 
And once again, they're pushing a lot of product out there. They get they got another wave of figures. They're introducing vehicles, multi packs. Basically, this whole power con was just Mattel saying we're taking all this to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump right over and talk about some of the big stuff here. Origins, which again, where uh, me and you aren't necessarily too into but we're, we're the last people that need to be talking about this <laughs> but uh. after the panel sean and i both started talking a bit and we're like can you believe everything they're doing yeah. um honestly here again this is a line that i'm getting for my kids I'm not too into it personally. I don't have a huge attachment to it, but I got to give Mattel props here. They pulled out all the stops for this coming year. Um, I mean, well, first off, they show the next wave of figures, which has Merman, Stratos, which are no-brainers. And then they went and mixed it up by putting Roboto and Ninjor in there, um, which looked Perfectly fine. All of them look like updates of their vintage figure, just like we've been used to. Uh, but the first thing that really made me go, huh, is these deluxe figures that they're putting out. Not only did mm-hmm. they do they have Battle Armor He-Man, Battle Armor Skeletor, and Clamp Champ with extra hands, extra weapons, extra heads, actual action features. Uh, the Champ's Clamp is going to Clamp. The battle armor will spin when you hit it. Um, but when I saw that Ram Man that they're doing as part of their deluxe line, ah, that one made me stop and go, you know what? I wouldn't mind that for my collection because it is, it's the vintage Ram Man with the articulation that it always needed. And it's still going to spring, they're saying. Mm-hmm. That's the one where I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. There you go. Um, go ahead, Sean. You got anything? Um, I, I mean, honestly, the, um, the battle armor ones were definitely grabbing my attention because out of all the variants made for either He-Man or Skeletor, those are always near and dear to my heart because... Mm-hmm. As a kid, I thought it was so cool. We had a second version of He-Man, and he looked kind of like a knight. You know, yes. that, that armor made him have that, like, it's it's like a noble kind of look to him and all that. And then I like that Skeletor's bastardized version made it look even more, uh, it was creepier. I, oh, I liked yes. how they did that. And it's cool to have those back. And the thing that I I liked quite a lot about having those figures in general for Origins is we finally don't have to have a damn open mouth Skeletor. You have an Alcala head showing up in this, and also not not in the battle armors. I should say I should preface it. We're, we're going to get into that, that though. But we also have a closed mouth Skeletor for both heads in the battle armor Skeletor. Yes. One of which makes him look like he's going mm, and he's looking angry, and the and- other one just looks like the typical Skeletor face. Which I was like, thank you, because everybody yes. kept saying. We're going to get a normal Skeletor face. Don't worry about it. And I was so mad about, well, why do we have to do the open mouth for this, for the first release and all that? But they're making up for it here. And it has the barrel. 
Yes. They're going to be able to do the action feature from when we were kids, which I could give or take that to be completely honest. It's not that I don't love that. I'm, I'm actually cool with the way classics dealt with it because the logo was so big and broad on his chest still and all that. This, they fine tuned it a little bit differently, at least in the, the, the right. preview art we've seen, but yeah, you know, I'm, I, th- I still, I, I'll give them props for the fact they're trying to still make the stuff feel like when we were kids, so that when our kids get it, they can have those memories too. Yep. And uh, it is actually impressive. The Ram Man part, I actually think, is cool. Where you know you can pop the legs in and all that as well. But apparently, Roboto's gears when you move his yes. waist are supposed to still be movable as well yes um so that's impressive because this line being what it is you wouldn't have expected that to work yeah so yeah yeah and with the battle armor he-man uh yeah he includes a couple new heads and one of them is very vintage inspired so it Mm -hmm. is nice to see them course correcting on that where they go okay maybe we did mess it because those were the two in the first wave that people were like these heads are ugly so mm-hmm. it is nice to see them course correcting with that. Uh, He-Man's got this that cool energy effect that's supposed to go over his sword, like a transformation effect. Um, it's nice to see things like that. I still mm-hmm. think uh, I don't, all the proportions on that battle arm He-Man look off to me. I still think something's wrong with the photography, or I think something's wrong with the image they share. I just, I can't mm-hmm. believe he's going to, because he's got such a tiny waist compared to all the other figures and everything, and, and his chest is weird. I mean, maybe it will come out like that, I don't know, but it, it everything, it, his proportions seem more off than the rest of the figures, so mm-hmm. hopefully they'll have yeah, we'll, corrected. We'll see what happens there, because I, I know I've seen a few people commenting about it as well, and then... There was, I, I really wish I would have remembered the group. Uh, there was a group where they were posting shots that weren't the shots that Mattel did. So I was confused. Yeah. Is this an insider thing? Are they showing off more? Or is this somebody doing, like, here's a cobbling together in Photoshop of what they're hoping it's going to look like when it actually comes out. But yeah, the way know. they had it look there, it looked a lot different than this. It had the vintage head on. And that's how I found out that that energy blast, they they had it on the power sword and he's holding it out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so that's at least, because there were people going, they weren't sure what that was. And I was like, I bet that's probably what it is. But I thought, um, I thought it was a punch effect at first. Like if it's on it, like the thunder punch that came with classics. That's what I thought it was at first. I saw that other image. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, blast effects are cool. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, honestly, I I figure these are still like promotional shots more yeah. than anything. And I, it, to me, most of the promotional shots look like they they do a Photoshop or a CAD drawing really quick, and boom, mm-hmm. here it is. So the chances of it looking like that probably aren't on the money. It might look a little more filled out when we yep. see the figure in hand. But it's fun to see that they're, they're going there already. We're getting those variants and then you know the, the fact that we're getting those mm-hmm. so quickly that actually makes me go well if they're going to keep this going further each wave maybe we're getting a new variant of them yeah. and then you know okay obviously thunder punch him and dragon um oh what the dragon blaster dragon skeletor blaster. and all you know the terror claws because they've already done the terror claws oh, for yeah. the uh the wrestler figures 
and and flying fist team and all that stuff. But then it's like, okay, so are we going to maybe go and get an ice armor He-Man, firearm or Skeletor perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, and get some of these variants that haven't been incorporated into lines other than here's, you know, the 2000X line had that, but oh. they didn't go with it anywhere else in any other line to this point. So, I mean, you don't, you don't think they'll just do like 2000X variants of stuff in this line, do you, Sean? Like, that's not something that's on the table, is it? Oh, I'd hope so. To be honest, (laughs) it would be nice. Maybe if they expect it, maybe if they do it as like a a target exclusive or something like that. Do you think maybe they could? You might be onto something. Uh. You might. Oh, what's that down there? Yeah, no, that's... Uh, it's 2000X! It's 2000X. That's where the Alcoa Skeletor head comes off. Comes that's right. With I, I, I know completely, Sean got a little messed up there. Um, I buried the lead there, yes. <laughs> yes, there is, there is a Target 2-pack um, of Cronus and Keldor um, looking straight out of 2000X. I mean, they even redid Cronus's uh, armor because it's slightly different from Trap Jaws. You know, mm-hmm. and everything. So, and that, and then they they come with uh, so Cronus, Keldor. Cronus has a gun. Uh, Keldor has uh, the purple power sword and the Havoc staff with like a green glowing effect on it, which looks really cool, actually. Um, yep. And then it comes with the Alcala Skeletor head, um, and that was unexpected. I did not expect to see that at all. Yep, and when I called you to to talk about it, I said that might be the pack to finally seal the deal that I'm going to at least get some Origins on my shelf because I didn't expect that. Yeah. And it's really cool. And out of out of everything they showed, that was the one to make me have a big smile on my face, to yeah. be honest. And uh, all the other ones, it's like, it's nice to see that these are coming out. I have some ones that I'm like, all right, if I saw them, I'd pick them up. But that one I'm actually going to be trying to find. Yeah, and it gave you that hope, like a, like you were saying, it gives you that hope of maybe we could see a nice armor, maybe we could see yeah. you know a, a Teen Prince Adam, maybe we could see uh, Chief Carnivus or uh, Cool Attack or you know something mm-hmm. like that. You know, exactly. Um, they're not limiting themselves as much anymore. It seems as we were originally worried they were going to. Um, and I'd like to point out real quick the pricing on this stuff. Isn't bad. Uh, obviously, the regular figures are fifteen dollars. The deluxe figures are only twenty dollars. So only five dollars more to get all that more accessories. And then the two pack, it's a Target exclusive, and it's only thirty dollars. I mean, that's that's two fifteen dollar figures. I mean, there's mm-hmm. they're actually keeping this stuff relatively good priced, um, with one exception, I think. And that is uh, the Panthor that was announced, which uh, they have the regular Panthor, which is just a painted purple Battle Cat. uh, And he'll retail for the same price as Battle Cat, which I believe was $25. Yeah. And then they also have a flocked version of Panthor, which will be a Walmart exclusive uh, and that will retail for $40. That's the one where I'm going like, okay, you're telling me that a bit of flock 
and a special box costs fifteen extra dollars. That that's the only one out of all the all this stuff where I've gone like, yeah, that pricing seems a little wonky. But apparently, the price of block <laughs> has gone up since the eighties. Uh, yeah. I, see, I'm I'm the worst fan because like <laughs> I, I had I had Panthor as a kid, and yeah, it yeah. was great that he was flocked and all that stuff. It was it was like the the nice little feature, and I remember like even as a kid, it was fun. But you know, like I I've also seen 2000 X Panthor. Yep. I've also seen Classics Panthor, mm-hmm. and in my way of viewing it. It's like flocking's fine, whatever. But when you see the details they're covering up with the flocking, that makes me just go, I'm glad I don't have it flocked because then I can appreciate what the sculptor worked and did. Because in in the case of um, Battle Cat, or in the case of Battle Cat and Panthor in the original, you knew it was the same thing. In the case of classics, there is a little difference between the faces, you know, and, and some of that. So they did. They did go out of their way to go, oh, we're not just making you buy a battle cap, but he spray painted purple, you know? So, you know, like, I, and, and that's something where it, it's a pixel damn thing. He's always <laughs> rallying. He want, I, I, he was on the, he was Look. moderating the panel yes. and he was doing that again. And every time I've heard him talk about Panther, it's always, it's got to be flocked or else it's not Panther. And I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It's fun to have it. But in my opinion, I'd rather just have the, the figure, and yeah. if it's flocked, fine. If it's not, I'll still enjoy the figure. It doesn't bother me. See, so. I, I'm the same. I prefer no flock. I same as you. I think it. I think it hinders the sculpt and everything. And I, I am good with there not being flock on Panthor. I have no problem with that. So, well, on top of that, too, it's it, you look at it from a, you know, like years from now. Yeah. Is that flock still going to be on? Because there's tons of people out there. You see the Panthors and they look like they have mange. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's something that it's nice. But at the same time, if you're not going to keep it mint and on card, you've got a 50 50 shot. That thing's going to look the same in 20 years. If your kid cares about it enough to want to keep it to look like that, you know, and either that or it's got all the the fuzzies in it and everything that picked up off the carpet, you know? Yeah. My my Mossman yeah, looked Mossman ridiculous as a kid. I mean that one that yeah. one got hit harder than Panthor ever did when I was a kid. I had all sorts of fuzzy, you know the the um, uh, dust bunnies and crap like yeah. that, and I'd try to get it out, and it's like ah, uh, I got to a point where I was just like, Mossman has just had a rough week, and I'm still gonna play with him just uh, as he is. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and it it was no surprise to see Panthor. I think we all knew he was coming. Uh, the surprising thing was when they showed the back of Panthor's box, and uh, you get to they see the messed crop. up. <laughs> they messed up. Uh, they they knew exactly what they were doing all weekend long. Uh, so you get to see the next wave of figures, which includes uh, Merman, Battle Armor Skeletor, Battle Armor He Man, Roboto, and. Shira and Zodak. Um, Zodak's not a big surprise. He's a pretty basic figure, and he should be in the line pretty early. But seeing the Shira, even knowing that the PowerCon exclusive was a Shira, that actually surprised me that they were going there that this soon. And here again, mm-hmm. we are actually going to have Shira in the Masters of the Universe line, like they did with Classics. I was 
I was just figuring that they were going to pull the old, well, she was a separate license, and we can't do her here. She'd have to have her own line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool to see that she's, not only is she coming, but she's coming so early. Um, and yeah. I'm going to assume that the, basically, the difference will probably be the hair. Because the exclusive has the rooted hair. Uh, I'll bet you right now, Sean, I'll put 20 bucks on it, that this mass release one will have plastic sculpted hair. Yeah, and if it does, that to me works well with the line. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's some that, that's one of those things that, it, it, as a kid, it drove me a little nuts that here I am, I, I had a She-Ra and I had a bow. Yep. Out of the, all those She-Ra figures, those were the only two I, I worried about when I was a kid. And... You know, she were having that hair just made it like ridiculous to play with the the environments I wanted to play with my figures in. Yeah, just drove me crazy. Like, okay, then she'd have like twigs or dirt all over her hair, and it's like I don't give a crap about this. Just <laughs> put plastic hair in there and just let's call it a day. That's yeah. fine. No, that's so, how and, I pre- that's how I prefer it too. I'd rather have the sculpted hair. And I, I like that they're going with the the vintage toy look of it too. From what I saw, I don't yeah. think they're going legit filmation. So there's a part of me going, I kind of dig that they're going to the source to reintroduce her in a way because, it, like, um, it, that look for her is equivalent to me of the dual power swords, where mm-hmm. it's like it got lost in time. You yep. only see it if you go to the mini comics or if you had the original figures. Yep. So it's kind of nice to go, hey, that style isn't necessarily out the window. Here's this take on it again, right. especially with it being called Origins. So there no, you go. Exactly. And it's, and it's like, and that is one of the, her, this toy version of the vintage Shira and vintage toy of Catra are two of the most requested variants that Classics never deli- delivered on. So it is nice for those people that they're finally getting their representation. Um, mm-hmm. Here again, it just feels like Mattel really, really did an about face. It feels like on what this line should be, and they went, you know what? No, we're gonna lean because it really did coming off this first couple waves. It felt like okay, we're basically just rehashing the vintage with a scare glow thrown in or earlier, and now it feels like they're actually trying to be like, well, how can we, you know? cheat this a little bit, or how can we push it to the next level? Uh, yeah. Case in point here, I think anybody would have said that the next vehicle would have been either uh, the Battle Ram or the Rotan. And what did they give us? A Land Shark. I mean, yeah. even Classics couldn't give us a Land Shark. You That's know? true. Uh, and it's a cool vehicle. It looks amazing. Um, it's, it's the vintage, uh, made bigger, they said, uh, and again, not a bad price, $40, uh, the, they said the rolling and chomping action works just like you remember it, and they even, they kept mentioning that they made it a little bit bigger, so I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make it big enough for our classics figures to maybe slide in there. Yeah, yeah, that's what the speculation of the weekend was, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. Not gonna lie, that was that was really cool. And you know, out of all, like I I never disliked Landshark. I actually the Rotan to me is kind of boring. Like some <laughs> of the other stuff for the for uh, Skeletor, like I I like Spidor. 
If they oh, come yeah. out with a yeah. Spider for this, I'd actually be like, yeah, sign me up. Because that was one that I didn't even ask for it. My parents got it for me for Christmas. Yeah. And I, I remember just like turning it on and watching it crawl across my living room. And my mom's like, oh, I hate that thing. It's so creepy. And I'm just like laughing and like, oh, it's the greatest, yeah. you know. And like Landshark was right there with it where oh, it's it, the color scheme – was always fun, and plus the fact you could put the character, the figures into the jaws and cl- you know chop yeah. them and stuff. I mean, so and just the fact that we can we can have our classics in there too because people would have loved to have that in classics. Yeah, so I, win win and all yeah. all whether you like classics, whether you like origins, win win. So yeah. no, I think so. I think this this is a solid, uh, you know, second year lineup. Uh, the the artwork looks fantastic. Actually, Minez and a couple other guys, I can't remember their names, I'm sorry, but they all worked incredibly <laughs> hard on this to really give you that vintage feel, but taking it to the next level. Yep. Um, we do have two new mini-comics coming in these waves. There'll be one, the regular assortment figures, the 1499 ones, will have one mini-comic, and the deluxe figures will have their own mini-comic. So getting slightly better, but Mattel, I think you still need to up that a little bit. I think I think yeah. you need at least two mini comics per wave. As in, you know, the the base figure should have two a hero and a villain mini comic, and then the deluxe figure, same thing, a hero and a villain mini comic. I mean, come on, guys, you're only doing these six pages. You're not even doing them a full mini comic like you used to. I think you guys can afford it. Yeah, that kind of shocked me where, where that, that was a question and they're like, yeah, we're going to stick to the format we already have. And it's like, well, okay, but, you know, it, that's that's always going to be one of those, hey, when we were kids, we had it awesome because we had those mini comics and, you know, we had a lot more pages and a lot oh, yeah. more story in those. So, Absolutely. but it's, it, you know, it's, it's a double edged thing. It's like, okay, we had it better as kids, but at least they're going back to that because that was part of what made the line special too, so. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm once again, I'm not collecting them all, but I, I'm definitely going to be picking up some of these, and I think they're really going in the right direction now with this Origins line. Mm-hmm. All right. Agreed. So, so we got one last thing before we get to the thing that Sean really wants to get to. <laughs> um, so first, we have a video for you all. of Castle Grayskull. Discover fabulous secret powers and create your own legend with friends to become masters of the universe. You have the So yes, we have the Legends of Grayskull tabletop RPG game. Obviously, it was uh, inspired by the Legends of Grayskull podcast. I mean, there's no other explanation there. So, <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but yeah, so we got to see, and uh, no, uh, fandom, uh, tabletop, please do not sue us. Uh, we, we don't have anything to do with the creation of this. Uh, so fandom tabletop, they are a company that does a few other role-playing games. They manage, uh, D and D beyond, which is the digital tool set for dungeons and dragons. And they now have the license from Mattel. They have developed an RPG and a digital tool set. And coming uh, spring-ish next year, 2021, they'll be releasing this. Uh, and we got to see over the weekend, uh, we got to see a playthrough. Uh, they had Felicia Day, uh, Phil Lamar, Oh, I can't remember the girl's name. Oh, that's going to bug me now. She's uh, from Masters of the Universe Revelations. I should have looked it up before we started. Uh, I don't remember then, her name either. And then uh, two guys from Fandom Tabletop, uh, they did a, a demo playthrough of this RPG. Um, Sean, as someone who has not played RPGs before, what did you think? I actually enjoyed the playthrough. I, I watched the whole thing. Because first off, I was wondering if they were going to tell us that we had a cease and desist headed our way. I, I didn't know if they knew of us, but I was like, yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Um, and I'm somebody that never jumped into RPGs at all. I, I actually, I tried one once and it took us about three hours to get out of a room. And I said, I'll never do it again because that was just exhausting and ridiculous. But... Masters lends itself. You weren't playing with a very good DM. Oh well, I was I was (laughs) like twelve at the time, so we didn't know what the heck we were doing, pretty much. (laughs) But um, but Masters lends itself to this, in my opinion. And watching the playthrough, like it, it actually felt like I could sit there and actually figure this stuff out instead of sitting there feeling like an idiot for the whole time the game's going on. And I'm. I'm feeling like I'd like to give it a shot when this thing debuts to be, you know, like, why not? Let's see what happens. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, why am I going to be able to, I was trying to find it for, cause I, I hate not being able to give people credit where credit's due. Oh, but yeah, no, I was, I was heavily into, into D and D for, uh, quite a bit of my young adulthood. Um, up until my oldest daughter was a couple years old. And I actually used to m- modify the rule sets in, in uh, th- uh, 3.5 to accommodate an Eternia setting. I ran through a campaign where we were in Eternia. They did create their own. They started off as royal guardsmen. They, they worked their way up, and they got leveled up, and they became masters of the universe. It was very, very 2000x based, because this was like, 2004, 2005. Um, and yes, it lends itself perfectly. And uh, here we have just pictures of a few of the fan created, or not fan created, but the, the characters that they created for their game, original ones. There's uh, Festina, a uh, heroic master of brawling. He Beast, which is uh, a beast man from another uh, multiverse, Eternia, that actually got the power of Grayskull. Uh, because he rebelled against Skeletor and he fights for the forces of good. Electrixie, 
uh, the heroic master of electricity, and Hypernus, the heroic master of speed. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's a cool concept. You could either roll up, you know, a an already known character, or create your own, or mix and match, or uh, like Sean said, they cre- they came up with a speedster, which Masters has never had a speedster in any of its iterations. Um, and this is one where I actually like that they're using the multiverse aspect because it takes care of any uh, continuity problems or plot holes. It frees you up in this instance. Instead of it just being an easy cop-out, it's a necessity because you got, like you said, if you want... Uh, uh, a Beastman character, but he's got the power of Grayskull, like, that doesn't work in your main continuity. So, opening mm-hmm. this up as it's set in the multiverse era, you know, the multiverse of Eternia's, um, and if and in the demo they played through, like, that's where it opens up. Skeletor got into Grayskull, he's messing with the powers of all the realities, and that brings all these four heroes together from different realities to combat him, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they played through a little demo, and it seemed to run really smoothly, the digital tool set looked really good, um, and that helps a lot, that helps for people who haven't played a lot, or haven't played before, um, because everything's kept track of, it's a little more video game-esque, like you can keep track of your powers, and what you've used, and everything, and it just, it, it helps it helps free up, you know, instead of sending their writing and erasing and everything. Um, I, I vastly prefer the digital tool sets nowadays. So I, I'm i really looking forward to this. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we have already reached out to other uh, prominent members of the community. Uh, when this game does come out, there will be a Legends of Grayskull on Legends of Grayskull uh, <laughs> segment. So... And hopefully they'll forgive me if I am, like, stumbling through the entire first time of doing this. Because, like I said, 12 years old trying it versus 41 years old trying it. Actually, at that point, I'll be 42 when it finally comes out. So, yeah. And and I will say there are two... There's two big ways you can go in in RPGs. There's either... And and, uh, Dungeons & Dragons have gone both ways, depending on what edition it is. But there's either the narrative-based, basically, or, like, the rules-based. And narrative-based is pretty much where, like, the whole point is to create a story. And basically, if you can think it, you can do it. You can find a way, you know, and with a good DM leading you, you can find a way to assign these. The roles are just there to keep it random, basically. Um, So, so, you know, you're not succeeding at everything, necessarily. Um, and then the rules-based ones, those are the ones where it's like, okay, we got to follow this, this, and this. It's very tight confines. And that's where a lot of people have problems with. And Mm -hmm. even me personally, I prefer the narrative base. And even when I've been playing the editions that are a little less narrative-friendly, as a DM, you kind of have the power to fudge some stuff. And I I would fudge every time if it meant I'm getting a better story out of it and I'm getting the players engaged better. Um, but yeah. this one, listening to it and watching it, it definitely seems like it already leans towards the narrative base where it's like, you're just trying to tell a good story and have a good adventure. And yeah. all these rules and dice rolls are just there to help keep it random and to keep, you know, some semblance of order. So yeah, it sounds amazing. 
And that's that's definitely a a great way to promote something like that to someone like me. And I'm that's why there are people that um, I felt like there were a lot of people that had a lot of positive response, at least in the yes. chat on the Zoom meeting on that one. And, you know, like for me, like I said, I don't have very little experience. And I just sat there going, man, I, I would have fun doing this for an hour or two. No problem. I, I'd yeah. probably be like. What we've been playing this for three hours? What? Huh? Like we got more to do. Let's do more. You know, yeah, no, I'll like, probably be that guy at that point. We used to when me and my buddies got together uh, before my daughter was born, even shortly thereafter, we would get together. Well, I was work. I was closing at that time, so I would get off work at like ten ten thirty, head over to their place. So we're starting at like eleven, and we'd like play till like six seven in the morning. <laughs> um, every other week, you know, just same thing. Like you just get going, and before you know it, like eight hours have gone by. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, if if you got a good running game with a bunch with players that want to be there, it it can be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to this, and especially now. Excuse me, especially now with all the capabilities that we have now with you know Skype and Zoom and screen sharing. And that also helps open it up because that was, and that's what eventually led to us dissolving, not even really dissolving the group, but it was even a kind of decision. It just, we all just kind of stopped showing up because life got so busy and in the way. And we just mm-hmm. did not make, we just did not have the time to get together as a group anymore. Um, so, yeah. So, so having it come out now with the digital tool set, with all these capabilities we have of, you know, chatting face to face pretty much states away it's a perfect time for it so Mm -hmm. uh, this one's gonna be fun um and i am gonna give a special shout out to uh james hammond uh hopefully he started listening to podcasts i was talking to him a little bit actually we got talking on the i commented um on the youtube trailer which i showed just a minute ago and we were just doing some back and forth about you know uh, about the different things that we used to do with D&D and modding and this and that. And, um, like you said, it was just fun to see everyone kind of cut. That's the one panel I can say, I did not see anything negative come out of there. Like, everything was, like, positive. This looks like fun. They like the decisions they made. They like where this is going. So, um, yeah. And sign up. Go to legendsofgrayskull.com, and you can sign up to be a beta tester. Uh, they'll be rolling that out, I think they said, in about January, uh, I believe. So you can get a, a little hands-on early, and you can help them shape the product a little bit. So that that's a lot going to be a lot of fun. All right, so we got we got Fisher Price, we got Minis, we got Origins, we got Tabletop, we got the books. Um, multiverse. So I, I, I get. Uh, oh yeah, I guess we can talk about the multiverse panel right quick here. I don't have any uh, graphics for it. Go ahead, Sean. What about the multiverse? Well, friend of the show, Danielle Galerter, uh was the the uh, host of that one, and she got to talk to Tim Seeley and Tom Derenick and Rob David. Uh, about the multiverse story that ended earlier this year and about um, like Mattel's involvement, what, what Mattel uh, basically it was, the whole project was 
Tim Seeley having certain ideas and Rob yep. David helping to shape those ideas into <laughs> the miniseries that we got uh, earlier this year and, and late last year. And Tom uh, Derenick worked on issue three, halfway through issue three, yep. through the end of the uh, run of the of the miniseries. And uh, I've actually never seen him in interviews. I actually follow him on Facebook, and yep. I I was I was impressed by how he was very, uh, you know, like he he was he was almost embarrassed, and and <laughs> you know, like they were giving him kudos, and he's like, "You're going to see my very white skin go very red pretty soon," and stuff, and <laughs> uh, you know, like I I like that they gave him the kudos, especially for the mini comic. Uh, influenced issue five. Cause I really thought between issue three and issue five, those were like my sweet spots in the, uh, the overall story and all that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was the whole idea. Like we might not have liked the way the story was presented at times. I mean, that's already been stated, <laughs> but uh, something that uh, I know you and I both agree on is the passion behind yes. the people telling those stories. And Rob David was key in the Eternity War story arc and everything. He's also key to a lot of what's happening right now at Mattel with their stories and the various ways they're telling them, uh, multiverse included. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tim Seeley, he brings a lot of the the fandom aspect of things into it when he was working on the, the book. And, yes, there might have been some things that didn't quite mesh up to – what made sense for either me or for yes. for you in in the story, yep. and yeah, and, and it is what it is, and and the way that the way that I understand the way he writes is something that I I'm like I couldn't do it like that if I was yeah. writing a comic book because he strikes me as someone who he just starts writing and he ends it however it ends. He said that. And he said it. He said yes. in one of the answers. He said, yes. "Well, I kind of knew where issue where issue six was going to take us, but it wasn't until I finished issue five, and then I'm like, oh, okay, now I know how to do issue six. And, and I'm that like, is, I'm like, that's exactly what, what what I was saying. What we were saying during our reviews. It's like he did not know exactly where he was going along the way. He was just going, well, let me get one done, and then okay, now I'll do two, exactly now I'll do three, and." And the, the 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 fact that the Eternity War actually felt more cohesive, and right. that there were beats to it, and and the way the beats worked out added up to the overall story. Yes, I almost wish that I felt like Rob David had like an over like he wasn't overseeing it to the extent of no. Eternity War. I felt like they let Tim Seeley throw a couple of ideas at Rob David and go, "Here's what I'm thinking," because originally he was going to do. They said it was going to be set as like an injustice version yeah. of Eternia because they just did the injustice crossover right. and it was going to be injustice. But anti-Eternia He-Man would now be the Superman that they're going up against. Right. And instead it turned into the multiverse idea, which I'd say out of out of what we did like and what we didn't like out of that miniseries, the best thing to come out of it was the idea that, well, the multiverse is now a thing. And there's no stopping that because that is something they lean yep. so heavily on. We, we just talked about the the role playing game yep. relies on it now, and we're also talking about various different incarnations. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, like filmation is now one thing. The movie is its own thing now. 2000X is its own thing. New Adventures. And it's like any version that you like of any He-Man property now, it's all it's it can work because Which now is it the, is a nexus of all realities. Yeah. Which is so. the way it needs to be because you cannot shoot. We talked about this before. You can't shoehorn some of these concepts in together. There are mm-hmm. aspects of the mini comics that don't work with filmation. There are aspects of filmation that don't work with 2000 X. Um, every time they've tried to be like, okay, I'm going to combine all this stuff. I'm left going. No, it's like, it doesn't work. So I do appreciate that. Like you said, I appreciate the passion. But yeah, I, I don't know how Tim can write like that. Like how he's just like, oh yeah, I'll just, if I can finish issue five, issue six will probably come to me. It's like, uh, no, I need, I need at least my plot points. Um, and I think that could have helped him. Like you said, if Rob David had actually been setting up the story, I think Rob was saying like, yes and no, like approving. Yeah. But he, wasn't he was actually, like a sounding board. Right, but he wasn't actually, like, plotting it out. I think that would have helped, too. But regardless, it is what it is. Uh, If you want to see it, go check out our reviews of all the the multiverse comics. Uh, We even got a nice playlist. Check out our playlist. You can watch them all together. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Just uh, something that I will give credit to is, you know, for us not liking it based on what we think would have made more sense or – based on the rules and and the way that the stories were told leading up right. to, you know, like the stories we know getting pulled into this story and then it turns into, well, that's not how it works. It's especially, I know yeah. the new adventures issue was one of the huge sticking points, but um, there are people out there who have said they think it's awesome. They think oh, it's, it, it was a great idea and, the, and, and it was executed very well. So and in that way, it's like, they say that, this uh, the multiverse comic actually it brought some people to it that actually enjoy it and said that it was fantastic. Sure. So that is awesome because some of these people are I'm sure they don't have anywhere to go to to find something new. They're probably still relying on oh it's filmation and mm-hmm. they, you know most people don't even realize 2000X hit in these groups half the time. It's like yeah. every day there's, hey, did you know there was a He-Man show back in 2000? And most of us at this point are like, we know yeah. it's out there. And, you know, like, and I, not to be a jerk to those people, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, we, we have that constantly showing up because that shows, you know, some of these people might love He-Man, but they're not aware that this stuff is out there. So that book in particular started something and now like this whole multiverse getting spread throughout everything they're doing from mm-hmm. RPGs to comic books to, you know, other media, cartoons, maybe movies, even the toy lines. Now yep. it's like, I, I can't really complain that they open that door. I oh. just kind of wish that the story that they told with it was a little more cohesive to make it be like, this is a event to really point people who haven't, been involved with He-Man to the extent that the community is and go, you need to read this and this is why it matters versus us going Eternity War or, you know, any other version because it wasn't quite, it didn't quite pull it off the way that some of us were hoping, I think. No, I completely agree, but it's always nice to see fresh blood coming in. Um, I I can't count how many times I I get asked in a group, uh, what's it mean when they say MYP? 
Uh huh. Or two thousand X. Mike Young Productions. Or uh, what? I, what I love is you can tell who's who by when you hear yeah. somebody go two hundred X. It makes me go, ah, uh, 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 no, that's two thousand X. It's like that's four places. Two hundred X would have been two zero X. You know, like it, it's it's that kind of yes. stuff. And and, and, and I, there are uh, people, they are there. There are people who are still discovering that classics existed. Like they're discovering it like within this past week, within this past yeah. day. And it's yeah. like classics ran for twelve years, and it was for those of us in the community, it was huge. There were the drives every year to get the little thermometer up, and every you know. But it's so easy to not be a part of this community too. So it's, mm-hmm. you got to remember that. And just because someone hasn't been a part of the community doesn't mean that they're not a fan. Just because someone likes yeah. Eternity War or Princesses of Power or whatever, they can still be a fan and like what they like. And there's no wrong type of fan. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. I've done my rants before. So. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but Multiverse is a great, a great like you said, it, it doesn't rely on the rules as much. So you can have fun. Right. And, the, and it also opens the doors to, well, let's see something different that we never expected right, to see, see out of it too. all new um, yeah i love the concept of a multiverse i just did not care for the multiverse comic that we got mm-hmm. that's a big distinction yes. um but the other the other bombshell they dropped there is when kevin smith crashed the party um yeah and, he and I, <laughs> just real quick, <laughs> you, you and I, you and I had, we didn't have a bet with money, but we were both guessing leading we into the weekend. Though. What was the, oh, I would have lost. Oh, uh, I know. We, That's we, why we should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Um, we, we were saying, okay, which was the panel where Kevin Smith is going to show up? Is it going to be in the multiverse panel? Which for me, I was like, I don't see why the multiverse would be the panel. And then it, it went with the other panel for yeah. the origins. And I thought, oh, that has to be a shoe in because of the fact that he even mentioned, oh, hey, they're looking at the designs we're doing in our show for toy designs. And I'm like, I bet it's that one. And nope, he crashed over on uh, Danielle's uh, multiverse panel. And yeah. there you have it. So. And the reason he did that is because not only are we getting a Revelation TV series, or Netflix series, um, but we are getting a set of comics that will act as a prequel to Revelation, uh, showing the events leading up to the beginning of the series. So, it looks like this is gonna that Revelation is going to be a pretty big push. Now, unfortunately, still... Did not show us a darn thing from this show that has been in production for over a year now. But I'm assuming the reason they haven't is because it is going to be their their big push next year. They've got the comic, they've got the TV show, and they've got toys. So, that leads us right into our last thing here. This new line from Mattel, Masterverse, the evolution of He-Man. Uh, this is going to be a 7-inch collector's scale. Uh, it's going to have 30-plus points of articulation. Uh, we're going to see eight core characters in this first wave. They're coming fall of 2021. 
summer of 2021. Eh, a few different graphics there. Somewhere between summer and fall, these things are <laughs> I was wondering if there'll be two waves of four. Because I didn't notice that at the time, and at the moment, everyone's just freaking out. But basically, and, and, and some of this is speculation on my part. Some of this is actually what they said at the panel. But basically, so you're looking at collector scale action figure. This first, this first eight figures they're saying is going to be the revelation wave. So it'll all be based on the animated series and the comic that's coming up from Kevin Smith and Netflix and uh, Mattel. But what I'm excited for is the fact that this could be anything. And I think that's where they're going to take it. Because this window box packaging, it's got the Masterverse logo on top. It's got the Revelation logo on the on the bottom of the front, and then the character name. I could see them doing like how DC, how they were doing with like DC stuff, and how Marvel Legends does, where they have these waves that are like, okay, here's your Revelation He-Man wave, and then maybe the next wave is going to be like a 2000 X wave, and then maybe a Filmation wave, or you know, maybe even an Eternity War wave, you know. Um, and basically freeing them up to be like, hey, we can do anything we want here. Kind of like how the DC Universe and the Marvel Legends do. Like, they got out now, they got a Deadpool wave out now. And then they'll do a Spider-Man wave. And, you know, so that's what's got me most excited is the possibilities for this. And honestly, 20 bucks for a 7-inch figure, that's nothing. Um, so I'm excited for this. We're not going to get into the shadows yet, Sean, but how do you feel about this? Well, you know, my, you know how I am about Origins. Origins to me is never going to replace Classics. Right. Classics to me is the pinnacle that they've ever accomplished with a master's line to this point. And I liked in the panel how they addressed the fact that people like me are really feeling shut out. And people like you, too. I know you're, you're also a big Classics fan as well. You're not the Origins yeah. guy and all that. Um, and, and I liked that, you know, the, those, pan, those slides came up uh, – we heard you, and then the next thing you see is this. And I still felt like that was a little bit of a bait and switch. Because they're like, we've heard you about the classics. And I'm like, oh my god, this is it, classics is back. And they're like, well, here's this brand new line. It's like, <laughs> so for a second there, I was like, oh, but you said you heard us about classics. But you didn't, because this isn't classics. Yes, but here's the, here's the thing. And here's here is why I was uh, this is the moment where I was yeah. cheering. I have said ever since I started collecting He-Man again back in the 2000X era that, you know, like I saw those. I yeah. like those toys quite a lot. The detail and all that. The, the lack of articulation is a mm -hmm. hindrance in that line. And then with classics, I was just blown away by, holy crap, these are the figures I always, in my head, I was playing with these as a kid. Oh, yeah. I just didn't know that they'd make them later in my, uh, in my adulthood. And the only thing that could take the place of classics for me as the line is if you can throw more detail, you could throw more articulation yeah. possibilities, and you give me something that is a, like a mesh of classics meets Mondo. And that would be my, this is it, you know, like, like I would, I would die happy having all those on my shelf. 
And from what I'm seeing in what they're presenting here, this is really damn close to what I've always hoped for. And that's not saying I don't want classics. That's not saying I don't want, you know, I hope they bring more out and everything because there's still plenty of characters that they could choose from or even do a classics wave on the shelves on top of this and on top of Origins. It's a great way to do it, in my opinion, as well. Um, And start, you know, like building from the the foundations up again because some of that stuff on eBay now is ridiculous. I mean, it's got even worse than the last week because of PowerCon, I think, and and all of this. Um, this is Christmas for me, uh, <laughs> out of everything they presented, everything else I was, I was like, that's cool. Or, you know, fun, whatever. This is what hit me the hardest as a collector right now. And it's, I, I am begging to see reveals now because basically yes. the reason they won't show this stuff is the, the simple fact Mattel is so guarded about revelation that they aren't going to give us anything. And I, I still, I will say till the, till whenever the dumbest thing they could have done is announced that two years before, because I yeah. swore it was supposed to come out this year. And then they, it's like, Nope, 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 Nope. 2021. Mm-hmm. And thankfully this year isn't the year they unveiled that. I yeah. will say that like they did it well last year. And that was the pomp and circumstance that worked and the, the, the energy in the room and all that stuff. Yep. So it's great they did it then because of what happened with our world at this point. But it's like, I'm so tired of hearing the lip service. And I will say really quick about the that panel. Yeah. You can see in both, even Rob David. Rob yeah. David, you can kind of tell he was itching to, but he was the guy from Mattel going, you, you can't, you can't say. No, he, was pull, he was raining some people in. But Kevin oh, Ke- Smith, I've, Kevin I've Smith. aimed at him a yeah. lot and just been so annoyed because all that we keep getting is sound bites and interviews and we don't get anything else. But when you saw him at that panel, you can tell he wanted to just spill everything because he he's seen he, enough. He asked Rob if he could. He yeah, turned and yeah. he goes, can I tell him? And Rob's yeah. like, no, no, you can't. Yeah. And you could just see a look on his face like, Come on, man. Let mm-hmm. me tell him something. And you know? and that's the thing. Him being who he is, he knows how the fandom works. And he oh, knows yeah. he's he's going to be the biggest target for this being how long it takes for any reveals to happen. Yep. But here's the thing. Like, even with all that being a, a, a sore spot for me to this day, and I yes. really want to see something more than that poster, which is a beautiful poster – and the cast list, and that one animatic of the Havoc staff that they yeah. showed off, uh, this is the first time where I'm like, I am so pumped for both Revelation and for this new line. Yeah. Uh, the, the the silhouettes, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you went and saw the panel over the yep. weekend, or if you've seen the photos online, wherever, the, the silhouettes of this have me so pumped for what they're going to do with this, because... Masters is a line that it does work when you adapt it to different things in different ways. Like Filmation had their version, and then now we we had the 2000X that had a different look and a different feel. And here we're getting a, at least a taste with yep. these silhouettes. And all I can say is I'm I think I'm going to be on board with with what they're doing because there is a feel of the 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 heart and the soul 
of the characters that I think are uh, are silhouetted. I'm, neither one of us know if these are legit. This is who it is. No. But it gives you enough with the posture and with the little hints of detail that we can get out of those silhouettes to go, they did it. I think they did do it in a lot of good ways yeah. if those are the, the proper characters. Well, and here and here lies lies the issue. So, um, and and well, first off, number one, the box they actually show one of the empty boxes, and it is Mossman says it on the front. And if you look at the one side where it shows that the box is left, you can actually see a little bit of character art there. Yeah. Um, and of course, you zoom in and it's heavily pixelated and everything. Oh else. yeah. You can't make much out, but it's a very serene looking Moss Man to me. Um, and uh, I see a little bit of detail, like the arms. Maybe it'll look a little viney or something. Um, but yeah, basically you're just getting a gist of him. But it looks like Moss Man. You know, if I I have a feeling when I see that on the shelf, I go, "Yep, that's Moss Man." You know, mm-hmm. which is good. However, and I've said this since it started, you've got. All these guys keep going about, oh, this is a continuation of the classic series. It's going to carry over right where Filmation left off. Blah, 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 blah. But looking at that He-Man silhouette, which it's obviously He-Man. There's a power sword, a shield, two interchangeable hands, and then obviously He-Man there. Just looking at the silhouette, that is no He-Man that we've seen before. That left-armed bracer is much higher up. Uh, even the power sword has a bit of a, a I forgot to call it a flare. It's it's a little bit of a mix between that vintage toyish power sword and a little of the filmation power sword to it. Um, and it just it, it's just, and I've said this before. I'm worried that's going to turn some people off with them always being like, oh, yeah, this picks up right where the Filmation series was. This picks up right where Filmation left off. This picks up right through the vintage era. And this is obviously a redesign. I mean, it, it obviously is. I mean, it, it may not be much by the time we see the finished figure, but it is. So here again, there's my worry of, like, people are going to feel like the bait and switch. But that's just my, my worry. I can under- well, I... I, I can understand that. And my that's, again, the whole they they really should have not done two years before this yeah. thing came out in order for them to talk it up, because mm-hmm. that like. OK, you know, talking to somebody like me about Revelation and saying it's going to pick up for the vintage left off, I automatically yeah. go like. Why? That's just me. And, and, and the reason why is. There was never a cohesive enough storyline in Filmation to go, well, here's plot points that I need answered. It was never set up like that. So for them to say that, it's like that doesn't mean anything to me. So that's why when I see this stuff and I'm seeing it's a new – I'm not saying it's a new take because it's not. But it's it's like – I can't even say it's an updated take, but it just feels more like a fresh – take of right. what we knew i guess and i don't even think that's the best way to describe it but well, that, we can't like, really I, describe it till we see them that's exactly the but just but just it, that's just from the, the silhouettes the, you can the tell the silhouette is different and there's yeah. it, like the armbands obviously yeah the the one on the left is going to be obviously and they're they're playing off the figures the one on the left is oh, always yeah. the bigger one out of them and it, but this one's even higher than what we're used to seeing yeah, it, goes, and it, it looks it goes like it's all sharper the way up to his elbow 
you know, it, it looks like it's pointed or, or yeah. something. And, and even the loincloth, I mean, the, the filmation, the loincloth mm-hmm. was basically like a short here. It's like 2000 X where you could see yeah. it's, it's furrowing down at the, mm-hmm. you know, it, between his legs compared to it's just shorts or whatever. Yeah. And that made me happy because I liked the 2000 X take on the, the loincloth being like a, like a kilt idea versus it being like furry shorts on them all right. the time and stuff. Um, but uh, the rest of the silhouette has like that clean here's mm-hmm. He-Man kind of vibe right. to it. So it's like there's going to be some additions. There's going to be a little bit of updating of certain design elements. But my guess is they're going to try to keep the story feeling like what we used to, but probably going a bit adult as it goes along because it's made for people like us yes. versus it made for my son who's four years old. Gonna, right. You know, He-Man, you know, he'll be get excited. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the thing, like, uh, with with uh, certain characters, and we talked about this on the, the – w- we, we talked about what uh, 2000X characters would be fun to see in classics and, and done in classics yeah. a certain way. And it's like now we're starting to see, at least with these silhouettes, and I'm guessing those are the character sheets for the, mm-hmm. the, the show, but we're getting to see, okay, if, if the character that I think is Skeletor – he's going to maybe be a different body type from He-Man this time around. He's going to maybe have, like, maybe he'll be a little more like, you know, 2000X where he's going to be a little more hunched over, looking a little more yeah. menacing that so, way so, or something. So let's go, let's go through it here. So I got it up on the screen here. I got, I zoomed in a little bit. Um, let's, let's go through and see if we can't at least take some guesses here. Um, so we're we're gonna start top top left towards me. I'm not sure if your screen's doing the backwards thing right now. Mine's backwards, but I I know where you're. It, so basically, yeah, we're, yeah. the the one for me, right it's next right to me to on the top. Yeah. Um, that well, that's obviously the He Man that we saw. Yep. That's um, He Man. Yep, that's He Man. Okay, we're good there. Okay, so we're gonna go to one right next to him there. Right there. Yep. Um. I'm going trap jaw there. I get I get a very trap jaw vibe from him. That big that big shoulder armor. They're kind of hiding his other arm, which would be his weapon arm. But uh, I see and I see some spikies coming off the boots. He just, I I'm I'm thinking that's the trap jaw there. I went with Moss Man. Think that's the mo- that could be I, the Moss Man. I yeah. I honestly I think they're gonna make Moss Man more of I, I think it's going to go more elemental again, like 2000 X. Yep, and I think, it, 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 I think his feet are probably going to be more like roots. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have going on there. Um, I knew there were reasons last night. I was up really late debating these things, <laughs> but actually Jeremy DeWitt from podcasters yeah. of the universe. And I just, I keep thinking they're, they're going to do Moss Man in that elemental form. Although I never even thought Trapjaw, so you might, you might have something there too. Yeah. Like I said, I just, especially that shoulder armor there. It's, it's very pointy. You got spikes there, but I can see Moss Man there too, you know? Cause um, I, I, I picture it like Moss Man's going to probably have like roots going through his body mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. he'll have like branches coming off of him or something like that with, it only makes sense. That character to me, it just, it lends itself to being that kind of elemental swamp thing kind of a look. So, yeah. yeah. And for an update, it may, you know, 
for an update, I think that's how most people would think of him now. To just oh, it's Moss Man. He's going to be like roots and branches and that. stuff. Hmm. All right. So next up there. So you, it's up to you now. Um, All right. So right. I there there <laughs> yeah there is. I'm thinking that's got to be the Skeletor, right? I'm going Skeletor. Yeah, because I I think. But it also kills me because look at how small he looks compared to everybody else. Like, well, well and that's what I, and that's what you were getting at earlier. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a head shorter. His arms don't look as big. Um, but I can't think of anybody else who would be wearing that kind of cloak that you would put in Wave One of these figures. Like, there's got to be a Skeletor in here, and that's the only well, one I can see as Skeletor. With with the the posturing, I definitely think he would be as tall as He Man. But they have him where he's he's a little more hunched looking and stuff, yeah. and he looks like he's probably like concealing something or whatever. And I'm like, it, it, again, 2000 X was the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw that, and I'm like, that's the version I've been waiting for in a you know bigger line, like a classics line. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I'm crossing my fingers that maybe he's going to be leaner looking even. And they'll yeah. have a different body type from He-Man because I always like the idea. Like I know he he's always been represented as he's as big as He-Man muscular wise. Yeah. But I kind of dig the idea that he would rely on magic more than might because yeah. that's still, the whole thing. He's still he got to have a level of muscle though. Like he's still got to be more more than you or me, and he can't look sickly. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you know, if they're doing the whole Keldor becomes Skeletor deal, it makes yeah. sense because Keldor was a warrior and all that stuff before he became Skeletor. So in that way, yeah. But I like the idea that in it, it, like my perfect Skeletor, he wouldn't be a huge hulking guy. He would no, be he'd have muscles, but he'd be but... sinewy. He would yeah. he would be leaner looking. Because it, it falls into the whole the face looking that way. Yeah. He would be a powerful looking skeleton, basically. Yeah. And and have that like, hunched overness and everything. So I dig no, that. I, if that's I can it. agree, but just as long as he looked as long as he still looks fit and not just like you know, uh like a like uh like he's wasting away. I don't want him to look supermodel, you know, where he's just like skin and bones. Like, well that no, wouldn't I, I don't want that me. either. Yeah, no, that's but, all I'm. That's but, all but I'm like saying. A, a make sure he's got line. some sort of tone. You know, I mean, yeah. even even Malakta has tone. So, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then, at the end of the row, there, top row, um, got to be Evelyn, right? I think it is. Yeah. 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 They're doing that 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 2000 X where she kind of got that skirt thing going on. Um, I know it's hard because in silhouette it looks like like it's a full skirt like front and back, but I've got to imagine that's only going to be that back like we're used to seeing, you know, um, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping for. But it's obviously a slimmer female character. I mean, it's got to be evil, and it I don't see any way else it could be in this in this wave. Yeah, um, agreed. So then dropping down here, we got the uh, first guy under He Man there. Go ahead. Man at arms. Yep. No doubt. The, look at the, if you look, look at the all legs, the armor. Yep. The the legs was what really got it for me mm-hmm. was the one leg is wider than the other leg and I'm like that's his armor. Yep. It's got to be him. Yep. Which is putting him 
might even be a little taller than He-Man there, or at least the same height. So, uh, well, I think they're the same height, but He-Man looks broader. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he's definitely armored up. Uh, and then right next to him, uh, gotta be Tila again. It's another, it's another female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gotta be Evelyn and Tila in this first wave. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I'd be uh, shocked if they didn't have the two of them in this. I mean, right. it, it, Revelation, <laughs> Tila's name is in the freaking yeah the 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 through line that they presented at PowerCon. So she's gonna definitely be a heavy hitter on the show and. Uh, Eva Lynn, I mean, they, they've been playing up Lena Headey with her yep. voice acting. Kevin Smith's always got kudos to say to her. So, yep. yeah, heavy hitters. The only other one I thought of is if they did include Lieutenant Andra. But I'm sure that this one on the bottom is Tila, which would put Lieutenant Andra as that top one. But then it's like, okay, now you're skewing the... I mean, it's got to be for good and for evil. I mean, there's no way around it. So I can't see mm-hmm. them doing Tila and Lieutenant Andra. So, yeah. No, I got to go with Tila there. Yep. Um, this next one, though. Still not entirely sure where I'm going with him. Uh, so I'll let you go first. I figured it was Beastman, but... Yeah, I that's where I wanted to go, but then again, there's not much there that's really saying Beastman to me either. Like it could be, but it I don't know. The the feet especially are throwing me off. Here's here's the way I'm going to look at this one. I'm mm-hmm. going with Beastman on my initial reaction, but if you're right about number 2 up there next to He-Man being tri or Trapjaw, I always do yeah. Trapjaw then I'm going to say that that's Mossman. Yeah. And that's who it was was between Beastman and Mossman for me. But I think I'm leaning more towards Beastman because I think this last one is the Mossman. But yeah, this one they got, although he does seem to have the hunched over, which would lead you to believe Beastman, but it's, it's really the feet that are throwing me off the rest. I could see, but he's got like these weird, it looks like he's got like a, uh, like Aladdin, like harem pants on, and then it's got like got his feet sticking out at the bottom there, and I'm not sure what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. His whole bottom half is really weird. <laughs> but I'll lock it. I'll say Beast Man. Hey, again, that's freshen up the designs. I think that's what like that. I kind of looked at it and I'm like, uh, I don't know what they're doing with that midsection part, the the that's upper saying, leg right? part. But yeah, I I I can definitely figure like. If you're looking at this wave as like they're putting all the important characters, it makes sense. Like Skeletor should have at least Beastman and Evelyn. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's figured, just where I went. Yeah, and I figure it's got to. I mean, it doesn't have to be half and half. They've done it before where it's uneven, but I just I gotta assume it is. Um, so now this last guy on the bottom, all the way towards your end, um, I'm going Mossman here. There's just something about I know. I know it looks like he's wearing boots, which throws it off for me for Mossman, but the top kind of has a, like a little bit of a fuzzy look, almost like a filmation-y Mossman. I don't know. And also because we know Mossman's in the wave and I'm out of characters at this point. So, yeah. Um, but what do you think on that last guy? I got two options, uh, one of which was thrown at me today and the other one I came up with last night and I was sticking to my guns for all I could 
stick to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that was thrown at me today, and I could see it the more I looked at it, was Triclops. And okay. the one, the Could one be. that I'm sticking, that I was sticking to my guns like crazy about last night, and you'll probably be like, "Really, mm-hmm. Prince Adam?" That's actually that was actually my uh, my non Mossman guess was Prince Adam. Yes. So the the boots mm-hmm. for starters, that was what was throwing me a lot because those are He Man boots. Right and tri- Triclops has those and uh, like I, I was going th- through the the um, the Evil Warriors just like okay Triclops has those boots Spike or has those boots and Jitsu yeah. has those boots but beyond that uh, it's like I, if it was Jitsu yeah. he'd have a huge hand mm-hmm. Triclops the head shape kind of makes me go maybe it could be a visor on there I don't know but maybe then, but it wouldn't be very prominent if it is exactly so that kind of ruins yeah. that. But there's the the boots, but then the thing that I looked at too was if you look at the waist, there looks like there's something poking yeah. out just a little bit, like there could be a belt and then there's something poking out. And I'm like, I bet that's the tunic, the vest. I bet that's right. the tunic. And I'm like, the, the head shape doesn't 100% make sense to me, but everything else. And here's the thing that makes me excited if they do this with this line. I, and again, these are, these I'm sure are the character sheets that uh, Powerhouse has right. that they silhouetted. These aren't going to be the way that the actual figures will look, I'm sure. But here's the thing that I really like is if you compare that silhouette to the He-Man silhouette, you're 2000Xing Prince Adam. Because yeah, he's smaller. It gives, you, it gives you the... And all the, that. And yeah. All that. If that is him, I am going to be giggling like an idiot because that will make me happy. I love the fact that if this new version does it where Adam is a lot, like the build is different, not a huge amount, but enough difference to see here's Adam. And then he man's a bigger guy. Yeah. I'm happy because oh, I've yeah. loved that ever since 2000 X. And, like I said, and this besides, is finally that version for me. Besides being stuck with Moss man, because he was my leftover one. No, Prince Adam was my second, second choice there. Um, so you're probably right. That guy that I thought was trap jar is probably Mossman, but that still that still leaves it skewed. It's five heroes to three villains, so um, which wouldn't be unheard of. But I mean, it it could happen. Well, I, I, I mean, I originally I was like I kind of wanted it to just be Merman because then you kind of have you know yeah. almost the original eight there, with the exception of Mossman being kind of like oh he's the you know or whatever. And plus, uh, obviously, Evil Limp. But I don't know. I, I think yeah. it could work because if they're doing Revelation, Adam's going to be a major character in that too. No, I know. I figured they'd save yeah. him till till Wave Two, you know, because you got to figure there's going to be more than just these eight figures, you know. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's the other thing. You got to take some people to the next wave. You know, you've got to. You can't. You can't do everybody here. You know. That's why, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me, even though we've gone through it, if that was like Lieutenant Andra and not Tila, and they're holding Tila hostage for Wave 2, because, I mean, that just... Well... That's, that's good marketing, is to hold some of your main characters <laughs> for later waves. I mean, honestly, it is. You got you can't release everybody at once, especially uh, in a uh, property like Masters. I'll give you that, but you know who's coming out in a later wave? Scareglow. Mm-hmm. 
if he's I mean it would oh, yeah. it would blow my mind if be, that he'll wasn't be Skeletor too. and that's actually Scareglow instead you know because then it's no, like oh well now Skeletor's wave too you know so you've it's got to like, really He Man and Skeletor I, have me, to I be in it. this wave I and Boss Man like we said was confirmed so those are the three you know for sure are in this wave yep um. But there's plenty to come back to the second wave four based on their roster. Oh, so absolutely. I I have faith that at least two waves of this line are gonna be mm-hmm. sold. You know, like and, yeah. and if they even go a third wave, I mean we, we could get like let's let's see, who like uh Roboto's on the cast list. Uh like I said, Scareglow is there. Yep. If Triclops isn't one of them, Triclops is definitely on the cast list. Trapjaw, King Randor. I think pretty much everyone um, could be fair game. I think, and I, I and they mm-hmm. even they even admitted that we will see more characters than what was on that initial cast list, which so, is cool. Yeah, so just because a character didn't get a shout out on that cast list doesn't mean they're not in the series. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I think 2021 is really going to be a solid year. Um, I, I I am enjoying the speculation, even though I would. Rather, they just show us something already. Eh, like, you and uh, me too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, like I'll I'll take animatics. Yeah. For the love of God, just show me some because that's the other thing he was saying. Uh, yeah, Kevin Smith was say. like, "My God, could we just show the animatics? They're they're good enough that I want to just put them on Netflix and yeah. let you watch that show." And yeah. you know, it's like for I keep saying it, but for a fandom that has not had a, a major push with anything media wise up until just recently with uh with the exception of classics and the comic books like you know you can't do this to us where it's just this constant we'll give you a little something but we're gonna not take any you know it's like <laughs> give you a little something but pull it back and, take it, yeah. and and i i kind of get this feeling from watching the the panel the other day where kevin smith's got this like this is my name on the line here and this is a fandom that i'm trying to ingratiate because I know not all of you want my take on things. I'm trying to keep it real and keep it this way. And it's like, but then he never shows us anything. So it's turning into a, you know, it's like, you can talk about it all you want now. Just show me something. I don't care what it is. And then they showed us that with the toys. And now I'm like, well, now you got to show me more because now I'm actually pumped. I really want to see what you're going to do with this thing. Exactly. I'm excited. This year's PowerCon really got me more excited for a lot of stuff than I thought it would agreed um, and i am so looking forward to seeing where this year is gonna go so um real quick i do want as we're closing up here i do want to give a shout out uh to james etock uh, adam moore and andrew kramer they started releasing this past friday their masters of the universe 85 unofficial fan-made comic and they released the cover and pages one and two of the first storyline and they mm-hmm. look absolutely phenomenal um we're not going to get too deep into it right now because we will wait until this kind of becomes a full story and i'm sure we'll review it then um but if you are interested in that uh please go check out just look for james etock on facebook he's got an album there um, or even head over to our Legends of Grayskull podcast page, and Sean has been compiling them into an album on our page as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it looks absolutely amazing. 
I burned all my art stuff on Friday because I oh, saw that and I said that. nobody needs my stuff anymore. This this is this is what everybody wants. So there you go. Uh, no, they they I I saw the original uh, character designs, He Man and Skeletor, when he released those. Yeah. And when I saw the actual pages, it's like, man, did they knock oh, yeah. it out of the park? Whew. And they took so. it. To, they took it to their own style, which is very nice. Exactly. Um, yeah. So check that out. Also, uh, if you didn't check it out already, uh, last week's episode with Matthew Rodriguez was a lot of fun. Check that out. And I also want to give him a plug because he's been pimping his wife all over Facebook. And yes, I meant that to sound as wrong as it did. Um, but she <laughs> has started doing toy reviews. Uh, so far, she's done the Sky Sled and Battle Cat uh, from the Masters of the Universe Origins line. Uh, so search Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z on YouTube. And take a look at her uh, little reviews there and see how many times she says, oh, that's so cute. Uh, don't turn it into a drinking game, though. You will <laughs> yeah, there's there's things we say on this show where I'm like, I'm, I'm afraid somebody's going to do that when I say certain things. But no, I, I actually I've watched both of her reviews. And I'll tell you what, in an age where we have a lot of middle aged men who like to sit there and have not so glowing things to say about stuff they're talking about. It's really fun to have uh, Rachel out there and she's just smiling and she is pointing out good she's pointing out bad she's pointing out this and that but she does it in her own way where you're sitting there going this is just nice it's refreshing to have somebody who enjoys this and you know she's she's having fun with it and you can just tell she's not just there trying to have another review (laughs) like some of the people out there absolutely Uh, worth a look Check out those. Uh, check out Danielle Galerta, Penny Dreadful the 13th on YouTube. She's still putting out those classic wishlist videos because, yes, we have Masterverse coming, but we could still use some classics too. So, uh, Agreed. Ch- check those out and give her some support. And uh, I think that's all I've got. What do you got, Sean? Anything? Nope. Uh, you took the one away from me I had. I was going to uh, oh, talk sorry. about Rachel Rodriguez. But <laughs> no, that's. That's fine. I'm glad that we covered that because obviously uh, Matt being on last episode, friend of the yeah. show now, and uh, he, that whole family is just creative. So there you go. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like he's got his comic books and all that stuff, and she's got her videos now, and it's like, yep. yeah. And I did. They're, read they're both the, putting I, out good stuff. I read his Defenders of Eden stuff over the weekend, and I can't wait to have him back on again so I can pick his brain about that and where that's nice. Going, so. Um. So, yeah, so this is the time here, guys. So I pimped everybody else out. I'm going to pimp ourselves out now. So do me a favor. All those buttons you see down there, click them all. Everything. The like, <laughs> the share, the subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, spread the word. Spread the love. Give us a thumbs down even. Like, I'll even take that at this point. Just, just push <laughs> some of those buttons down there. Uh, if you're on Podbean, give us a little heart. If you're on iTunes, do whatever stupid thing they got on their uh, setup. And, stars. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's stars or something. <laughs> um, hey, we did get one new review the other week. A we got one new a rating, one, I should we, say. We, we got, got a we one got one star more. review. No, we got a five star the other time. Woo! So now we're at four point five on iTunes with that 
two still hanging that, out there. Has that two star guy <laughs> ever uh, come back to you and said anything, or has he ever manned up? No. We What's we it? have been we have managed to have nothing but glowing written reviews on iTunes, which I appreciate. And again, thank you nice. uh, to the two of you that have done that. You know who you are. So <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> you are the best. We appreciate you and. P- P.S. Fisto still rules. I agree with you completely. There you go. Um, yeah, no, thank you, everybody who supported us, everyone who joined the Facebook page. We got a bunch of new subscribers over the weekend. So uh, thank you all. We're having a blast. Uh, next week, we'll get back to our regular format here. We'll have a review and a remastering for you. Um, still, let us know about the remasterings. No one's talking about that, but we're having a lot of fun with it. So let us know what you think. Leave a comment down below. And until next time. Until next time.